How to tell if you have abandonment issues. Well, you know, I took a look at this list and everybody has done one of these things sometime in their life. So I guess we all have abandonment issues. <laughs> hello, hello, it's Lara Pareka and let's talk about whether you have any issues about abandonment. Ooh. <sighs> I looked it up and they say that if as a child you experience traumatic loss, then you could have abandonment issues. As a matter of fact, the most common reason people have abandonment issues as adults stems supposedly from childhood. Maybe you have had some sort of loss as a child. So let's take a look at it and moreover, not just to label anyone, but moreover to find ways to cope or adapt or help people. Here are some of the things, according to uh, my research, that people who have fear of abandonment often display. So the first one is being a people pleaser. Well, okay, there's 50% of the population. (laughs) All the women, you must have abandonment issues. No, but seriously, well, in general, women tend to be people pleasers. Well, for me, I always thought it was because I was a middle child. You know, when you're the middle child, you placate everyone, make sure everyone's happy. That's like your job. Your job is to make sure everyone's okay. Uh, But according to this article that I read and the research I did, that's one, uh, could be one of the telltale signs of people that have abandonment issues, the fear of the loss of love from a significant person in their life. People pleaser. Are you a people pleaser? Obviously, it's good for us to want to please others, especially if you're a parent, you want to please your children or your spouse. Um, We We do. We want to make other people happy. But there comes a point where you're just doing it too much, to your detriment maybe. So don't be a people pleaser. (laughs) Next is if you give too much in a relationship. And that kind of ties in with that. Have you ever seen people in a relationship where it was obvious that one person was the giver and the other person was the taker? I remember once talking to a chiropractor actually who doubled as a counselor. And he said, the one who loves less is the one in control of the relationship. In other words, if you're the one that loves more, you're going to give more. You're going to maybe give too much. uh, You're going to always want to be giving. And so apparently that's not so good. Of course, I don't think it's very good to be the other person, the person who loves less and who is more of a taker and not as keen on taking care of the other person. I think we'd all agree that the best case scenario is two people who admire each other and love each other equally. Wouldn't that be the best way? That's what I think anyway. Another sign of people with abandonment issues could be the inability to trust others. You know, trust is something that comes with time. And yeah, I can see how that can relate back to childhood. I remember in high school, I was in a drama class and we had to turn our back to our partner and just fall and trust them to catch us. 
Folks, this is a big bit of trust. I remember doing it once in the living room when I was already an adult and had teenage children and they were all laughing and ha ha ha, one of them didn't catch the other one. <laughs> yeah, it was a carpeted floor, but still, I, you know, I don't think we should play some of these games that people play. If anything, that would cause someone to be less trusting. Anyway, one of the signs for uh, people that have abandonment issues could be the inability to trust others. Another thing that people might do if they have a little trouble with abandonment is, and this one will resonate with you, I think, pushing others away to avoid rejection. I remember my first husband doing such crazy things. I remember actually thinking, it's almost as if he wants me to leave so he can say, see, I knew I was unlovable. And I came up with that on my own, not researching anything or having any idea it had to do with abandonment. Another thing is uh, feeling insecure. Now, come on, we all feel insecure at times. So why this is on the list, I don't know. But I guess it's just more common if you have been abandoned when you were young, uh, to feel insecure sometimes. Codependency. Ooh, that used to be a big word. When I was younger, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I, I count my husband's beers. I must be codependent. <laughs> if he's the alcoholic, what am I? I'm the codependent one. So I could tell you all about codependency, although that was long ago and far away. And we do grow and change because I don't have any of those issues anymore. So see, you can grow and change. Another is the need for continual reassurance that your partner or the other person uh, will love you and stay with you. If you are constantly asking your partner to tell you they love you, or if you uh, are afraid that they're going to leave and need them to reassure you that they won't leave, that's not so good of a sign because you should be able to have already accepted and recognized that the agreement is that they're not going to leave, <laughs> right? I mean, you should know. If a spouse is ready to leave, you should know there should be uh, a time period leading up to that where you're pretty much clued in that that's going to happen. Which reminds me of the husband and the wife where the wife says to her husband, after 30 years of marriage, I am divorcing you. And he says, why? And she says, because in 30 years, you have not said, I love you. And the man turns to her in, in disgust and says, I told you that the day I married you. <laughs> you can't just say it once. You need to say it continually. That's just normal. People just need to hear it. But if you need too much reassurance, that could be a sign that you have to take a look at this. Need to control others. We all know someone like this. Someone who needs to control others. They always have to pick where, where you're going. If you're doing an activity together, they choose the activity. Um, if anything happens, they want to be the one who wins. When I was a kid, we used to call it taking the last. If someone tapped someone else, you'd hit them back and say, I ain't taking the last. <laughs> and then they would hit you back and say, I ain't taking the last. In other words, they didn't want to be the one to be hit last. They would like to hit someone else and then get away with it. And um, so anyway, uh, who, who do you know that needs to control others? Mm, could be a sign. 
It's not natural to want to control others. Well, to some degree, maybe. But for the most part, we are in control of ourselves. And we really ought to, you know, ought to just let people, you do you, you know, let people be themselves. That's probably the better way to go. Persist with unhealthy um, relationships. Mm. Remember in high school, I had a girlfriend who could not break up with the guy until she had the next one lined up and ready to jump into a relationship with. She had a little bit of trouble there with that. And she really was unable to get out of an unhealthy relationship unless she had another crutch. And so that could be a sign, although I don't remember her having any abandonment issues. So see how they can give you all these symptoms and stuff and... eh, Half of them, you're going to feel that way some point anyway, and it's not because you have abandonment issues. She had a very happy childhood with a mother and father who loved her, and that I know of. Anyway, um, but I digress. Let's see what else. The inability to maintain relationships. Some people just hop and hop and hop from one to another. They can't seem to stick with someone, and that could have to do with it, with abandonment issues going from one relationship to another. How about people that sabotage relationships? They do things, and then you're thinking, in a sane, logical world, you would never do that if you wanted to be with that person. How can it be that you're doing this? It doesn't make sense. Well, my dear, life doesn't make sense. (laughs) When people have emotional things going on, it's not as easy as we'd like it to be, so that could have to do with abandonment sabotaging the relationship. What about lack of emotional intimacy? Mm. I'd say this would be more prevalent among men. They tend to be less, you know, women are very social, very verbal, very much the nurturer, because we have children. And so, uh, you know, but not, don't want to be sexist and say that it's moreover on a man because women can also lack uh, emotional intimacy. But I would definitely say that could be from a stem from an abandonment issue. If you have uh, the, a hard time being intimate. I know someone who's really good at making a lot of money. Actually, a lot of people are like this. Uh, really good at making a lot of money, but really not good with with relationships. Really, when it comes down to any kind of intimacy, not very good at it. And so, you know, we tend to think people are well-rounded, but the truth is, you know, many people aren't. You can be really excel in one area and then be lacking in, in another. So that's pretty common, actually. All right, so what can you do? Now, I named a lot of things that were issues that could show that you had some sort of childhood experience that was a traumatic loss and caused you to kind of have a little bit of a fear of abandonment, fear fear of loss of love. So what can we do about it? Well, you'll be happy to know there are things you can do right now to help others and to help yourself. So the first one is if you're going to recover from these types of fears, What you would need to do is replace negative thought patterns with realistic ones. I remember when I was still codependent back back in the day, many moons ago, I was reading books to try to improve myself. And this one book said something that I'll never forget. It said, you should never expect from another person unconditional positive regard 
because they're human and they'll make mistakes. They'll get mad at you once in a while. And so it is unrealistic to expect unconditional positive regard from any other human being. That changed my life because prior to that, I did. If my spouse was upset with me, I was, oh no, what's wrong? Oh no, I've got to do something. And that's unrealistic. Let them be mad. It's okay for someone to get upset with you. It's natural. It's normal. (laughs) So uh, helping me replace that negative thought pattern with a realistic one was very good for me. And so similarly, if you're helping people or if you yourself want to handle any of these things that we already mentioned, one of the things to do is replace those negative thoughts. For example, the the person who, whenever someone doesn't answer the phone when you call them, says, I knew it, you didn't want to talk to me, you didn't answer, you sent it straight to voicemail. Replace those negative thought patterns with a realistic one. Oh, she must be busy. She must have not had her phone nearby. She would never do that on purpose. So taking a look at those negative thought patterns and changing them. Another thing is to grieve past losses. If you have lost a child, an adult child, a family member that was near and dear to you, some people who grow up with a grandparent, that's their closest person, and it's devastating when they die. I know for me, I lost, not to death, but I lost my father at a young age because my mom took us and whisked us away, so I didn't get to grow up with my father. And moreover, when I went back to visit, my stepmom was rather cruel to me on several occasions, and my father backed her up, and I remember thinking, this is not fair almost as if he was attempting to please her. Um, Anyway, grieving past losses. So if it's someone who died, or even just like me, someone who you loved but that you were not able to grow up with and you were kind of torn away from, that's a loss. And grieving that loss is helpful in your recovery, being able to just cry about it. Just go ahead and let it out. Just be able to grieve that loss. Hmm, who knew that that would be helpful and that then you could get over uh, any future problems that you could have about abandonment. And then a third uh, idea is to work on setting boundaries. Now, this one, I've, I have a, f- a few friends who, when they keep using the word boundaries, you know there's something up because normal reaction to someone who is pushing you too far is to just restate the boundary or reaffirm where it is, not to go all willy-nilly making a big deal about it and then being wishy-washy on your boundaries. The average person who does not have any issues uh, has an easy time at saying, no, here's what we agreed on and this is where it is, period, you know? And obviously, you can't say, you know, every time you must be so strict because there are always exceptions. But in general, the person who doesn't have a problem with boundaries, I'd say most people don't, but um, when you do have trouble with boundaries, that could be something that you could work on that could kind of help you with those abandonment issues. I don't know how, but apparently the research says that that can. It makes more sense to me to grieve past losses and to replace negative thought patterns with realistic ones. But, you know, you can work on boundaries too and see if that helps. Now, what if it's someone else and you want to help them? Well, you can do a lot of reassurance of love and support, especially if it's a child, but even if it's an adult. Give them some reassurance and say, hey, I love you. 
I support you. That can go a long way. A hug can go a long way. Even if it's a virtual hug. (laughs) Another thing is to stay calm. Like with, I I mentioned my ex-husband who would do crazy things and I'd be thinking he's doing it on purpose so that, not on purpose, maybe subconsciously, so that then he can say, see, I knew I was unlovable. Well, when someone is having any kind of freak out or whatever, stay calm. Don't let them have the ability to say, see, I knew you would leave or whatever. No, no, we're not going to reaffirm your fears. We're not. So stay calm. Another thing you can do is avoid pushing them too much. If you question them too much, it comes across as holier than thou. And you really have to let them open up in their own time. The more you push, the more uh, pushback you'll get. It won't be good. And then another thing you can do is let them know how their behavior affects others. I remember doing an intervention once with a family member where we had to... um encourage this person to go into a rehab situation and we each had to write a letter to him it was my one of my brothers we had to write a letter saying here's how your alcoholism has affected me in the family because oftentimes people don't realize their behavior affects others here's a smaller example my daughter broke her arm a few months ago and she was talking glib about it later about she twisted her ankle. No big deal. If I get hurt, it's just on me. And I had to say to her, you know what? That's not really true. Because when you, here's what happens when you go skateboarding and hurt yourself. It doesn't just hurt you. For example, we're the ones doing all the work around here. We're doing the dishes. We're helping you get dressed and wash your hair and do everything because we love you. But the truth is that when you do something that, and get hurt, it It hurts the rest of us. So similarly with someone who has abandonment issues, if they are doing things that are negative for the relationship, let them know these things are going on. You know, maybe say, hey, when you have an inability to trust me, it makes me it makes me feel bad. It makes me feel like, a, you know, whatever. You just kind of explain how their behavior makes you feel. And I suppose the reason that's in the research is because Um, it encourages them, if not for themselves, to get some help for you so that they can have a better relationship with you. Um, Sometimes people who have a low self-esteem don't really want to do things to help themselves, but they'll do it for you. They'll be like, you know what? I don't like even my brother. He's like, I'm a happy being an alcoholic. I don't want to go to rehab, but if the whole family really feels like I should and it's hurting them so bad, maybe I will. All right, all right. If you know anyone or if you have any issues that have to do with abandonment, know that you are loved. You are valuable just as you are. You don't have to do anything different to be loved or to be lovable. You are just, just you, just who you are is important and special to me and I know to others. Sometimes people feel like, ah, who really cares? Everyone's wrapped up in their own lives. And yeah, people are wrapped up in their own lives, but guess what? Let's let them get wrapped up in your life too. (laughs) Let's let somebody wrap their arms around you. I think that's a good idea. What do you think? You know what? Sometimes we all have some issues about abandonment. Some of the things on that list apply to everybody. So let's just treat everybody with a little extra special love and care. Let's give everybody a little extra love. How about that? Sending you a big old virtual hug right about now. 
because you are valuable and you, you matter to me. You are important to me. Bye-bye.